Hi, welcome to my podcast. I'm kind of out of practice on this. I've been so distracted this summer. Had the joy of having one of my grandsons stay with us for a couple of weeks. Anyway, I'm finally getting back to this, and today we're going to talk about uh, Power Builder and the project I did in central Louisiana. During the 1990s, I had built up a large enough network of people that I could contract myself out for short-term programming jobs, and that had been a goal of mine. Um, I had worked under or through contracting companies, and I wanted to be able to be independent. Uh, One of the jobs was a six-month contract to help finish a call center for a company in Pineville, Louisiana. At that time, my family and I lived in Central Florida. The application we developed for the customer service representatives was written using the Power Builder programming language, which at the time was the IT language. It was the big deal of the time. Uh, Right now, I guess we'd probably say Rust or Julia um, are the IT programming languages, but back then it was Power Builder. The interactive voice response system that we installed was a commercial application that ran on an IBM AS400, um, which was a really good computer. And some single-purpose apps um, were included in the package, uh, and they were a mix of commercial software and some custom software written in C++. It was a fascinating project. Our client was nervous. It was a cat on a hot stove, or however that thing goes. They were afraid of any negative experience their customers might experience. So the client made sure that at least one senior CSR from each of their satellite offices moved to Pineville. Um, The client was closing all of their satellite offices and consolidating. They were concerned because the local offices had such tight relationships with their local customers. They were on first-name basis in many cases, um, and, of course, we had to support two languages because we had, we needed to support English and French. Um, so the program was rather complicated. Um, our IVR system uh, provided what's called an ANI code, which an A-N-I code that came from the phone company. Now we would know it as a caller ID. And the IVR would route phone calls to familiar voices, uh, people that they had spoken with at the satellite offices. When a person called in, we would pop up on the CSR's screen the customer's account before the CSR answered the call. You know, we knew who was calling based upon the ANI code and also based upon answers in the interactive voice response system. The client was worried that their customers would say things like, how do you know who I am? Are you spying on me? Our client's customers were cautious when it came to new technology. 
and IVRs were not that common in the 1990s. So the, the customer service representatives received extensive training on answering their calls in a way that didn't creep out the customer, because back then it really did creep them out. An odd aspect was that our client had us program the IVR to keep callers in the system for up to 45 minutes during the project startup phase. This long wait time was to prevent callers from flooding the new CSRs and the whole new call center. I'm sure they quickly backed off that time, but the kind of relationship the CSRs had with their customers, um, they were expecting lots of people to call the the company and say, what happened to the office in my town? Where's Julie or where's Frank? They were really nervous about that. Since I lived in Florida and my job was in Louisiana, I'd get on the road at 5 a.m. each week on a Monday morning. I'd drive an hour to Gainesville. At the airport, I would catch the first commuter flight to Atlanta. I then ran through the airport to catch a flight from Atlanta to Houston, and many of you know how big the Atlanta airport is. And then I'd run through the Houston airport. When the door opened in Houston, I'd burst out and run to catch a small commuter flight that flew from Houston to Pineville. It was that commuter flight where all of the team members gathered, so the whole team arrived in Pineville on the same flight. I was younger then, but I was dog-tired when it was time for me to start work. It was a real challenge. Our manager set up the project for all of us to begin work at 11 a.m. on Monday and work until 5 p.m. on Thursday. So by 3 p.m. on Thursday, all work wound down as each of us struggled with airlines to get the connections we needed to get back home. When and if I made it home, I had a three-day weekend, which was really nice. We had keys to the office in which we worked, so our work week was from 6 a.m. until as late as we could hold out. This weird schedule worked well for our client and us. For our client, we weren't underfoot all week long. They had time on Monday morning and all day Friday with us out of the building. And for us, with our compressed work schedule, we accomplished a lot because we were all entirely focused on work. We weren't being distracted by the the normal stuff that happens during normal work. During the week, we all stayed at the finest hotel in Pineville. It was well over a hundred years old, and the rooms were all pretty much as they had originally been built, except for the plumbing, which had been upgraded. The hotel really was marvelous. The hotel was spotlessly clean. The staff was as courteous and as professional as any group I could hope for. And as a bonus, they had coffee urns located in strategic places. Hands down, it was the best coffee I've ever had. 
and I've drunk a lot of coffee in a, nearly every part of the world. It was just amazing. As a team, we had some fun during the project. I knew several of the people from previous projects I'd done, so once a week we'd all go to a restaurant downtown that had amazing barbecue and out-of-this-world bread pudding. I kid you not, by noon, people would be in line out of their door and down the sidewalk waiting to get into this restaurant. And all of it was for the bread pudding. Anyway, since I was brought in to help finish the project, I stepped into a challenging situation. The most difficult bugs were still in the system, and more functionality still needed to be developed. On top of that, our client had a hard cutover date. The client was shutting down all of their satellite offices and consolidating them into their CSRs in Pineville, Louisiana. Some long-term employees were moving to Pineville and other employees were quitting or being let go. All of the telephone numbers were being rerouted to our telephony equipment. It was a high-stress project. On the cutover date, calls from across the state of central Louisiana would be ringing in Pineville. Our project had to work, and it had to work by a specific date. Worst of all was that there were some things we just couldn't test until the cutover. So it was nerve-wracking. What made it worse for me was that my whole team was leaving on Friday before the project went live on Saturday. Since I was a contractor, I was left behind to deal with any issues and to be the single neck to choke. I kid you not. If it had gone badly, I would have been a very upset puppy. But thankfully, it went well. Nearly every part of the system worked. Uh, we did have some minor issues that we just put on a post-implementation list. Since I was self-contracted, my contract ended when they went live. I flew home on my client's expense account but arrived unemployed. I did contract programming for many years. I enjoyed it because I could work like crazy for six months and then take a month off between contracts. However, the dot-com bubble burst in 1995. It became more and more difficult after that for me to get self-contract jobs that paid the high hourly rates that I traditionally received. I gradually moved back to working projects through headhunters, through companies that specialized in getting contract work. I finally entered full-time employment but I'm so thankful for my contracting years because I learned so much. I continually worked with new people who were at the top of their game. It was the kind of thing that couldn't last. I knew that, but I sure had fun while it lasted.